You are listening to Heated Agreement on Dash Sports. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Let's get ready to rumble! For no momento, I'm pouring. I got you're, it in You're drinking beer out of coffee mug? Albert Pools never used steroids. Albert Pools was just way older than he said he was. He did agreement. <laughs> Episode 5, Part 4, with Red Man Koozie. <laughs> part two. Part two, sorry. Everybody's had a little bit no, too much no. coffee. Part, part, <laughs> part four is the, the cup that I'm on. Welcome back to Heated Agreement. I am your host, Jorfi, and this is the Sports Scandal episode. Joining me today, as usual, Woody, James, and Flounder. We also have a special guest with us, the Sports Prez, Introduce yourself, tell us about yourself, your background, and what do we need to know? All right, so I'm Andrew Zimmel, um, radio mercenary, uh, the president of sports in this wide, wide world. Uh, You know, the COVID crisis has really screwed a lot of us in radio, and uh, I am one of those people. So I am one of those guys, a hired hunter, trying to go get sports back. (laughs) Yeah. What a... Here, here. I guess, do you have, uh, are you willing to uh, tell us who you support in your different sport sporting t- uh, worlds? Like, uh, so the, the deal about, the deal about uh, radio is that anywhere you go, you got to be the homer. Nobody right. wants to hear about, you know, oh, our team sucks. So I, I could talk about whatever you want because I'm a pretty logical guy, but the teams that I really support, I'm from uh, San Antonio, so the Spurs. Um, and I guess, like, my, my baseball team is the Yankees, and I'll tell you why in a second. Because they are the epitome of greatness, 27 rings, and that's what I think we all should strive to be is the greatest of all time. So you got, I got my last dance, a uh, little background for you guys. So here we are. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> speaking of the Yankees, what's that guy that is on Twitter? Tom, John Boy or something like that? Or Yeah, John Boy. Yeah, what um, – <laughs> He's pr- he's pretty salty because the uh, Yankees aren't good enough at cheating to beat the Astros when they cheat. So uh, I, I know it's going to be a hot subject. The most but... Astros fan take I've ever heard in my fucking life. <laughs> but uh, that being said, you're not have... cheating. <laughs> no, you got caught. You're clearly not better at cheating. Yeah, exactly. It's, uh, it's better than the it's better than the Astros fans that sit and whine that they're picking on us and everyone's cheating at Flounder. I've, no, I've turned full heel. <clears throat> <laughs> you you got to just admit it, like, be the yeah. bad guy. Yeah, dude, I'm, I've gone you, full uh, bad guy. <laughs> Andrew, do you have a, uh, I guess, first or worst, like your favorite and least favorite, however you want to break it down, sports scandals? Oh, easily number one has got to be Barry Bonds because oh, oh, he, yep. this is why. I, and I stand by this. So my favorite sports scandal is Barry Bonds because it's the first one I remember. My first sports memory. I don't know about you guys, but I have one definitive memory of like, oh, shit, this stuff's really cool. Ten-year-old birthday party, August 7th, 2007. I'm eating cake, right? I'm barely like – I don't have any fuzz on my nuts or anything like that. My dad calls me over. He goes, you need to see this. 
and we watched Barry Bonds break the home run record. And that, that like, it was like chills all throughout my body. I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. Um, what I'm playing like little league baseball and this guy looks like a, you know, hitting balled into the fucking ozone layer. And then it comes out that he's cheating. And I'm like, what? This is crazy. <laughs> so that was like my, that's my number one, uh, sports game. Number two, of course, has to be when Kevin Garnett said that, uh, uh, Carmelo's wife tasted like honey nut Cheerios. <laughs> <laughs> that has to be a close number two. Um, and number three, I don't know if it's a scandal, but, um, my, I guess it's like it's conspiracy theory and, you know, Mike didn't want to talk about it on the show, but you know, he was a gambler and his dad did die. I wanted to get a little bit more into that. And that's like conspiracy theory or scandal. I don't care what the hell you call it. That is fun to like go into because you know what happened? Come on, Mike. Like, let's like, let's talk about it a little bit yeah. more. You didn't want to yeah, that's anything. The, the problem is you really can't even – most people won't even have that conversation just because of the his dad dying and how sensitive it is a subject. To people that don't even know Michael, it's a sensitive subject to everyone. They don't want to talk about it. Um, it's kind of like it's kind of like if you watched episode eight, they were talking about Gary Payton against him in the finals. And, oh, Gary Payton didn't do anything. I was just not in the right headspace. Like that's kind of a bullshit out for me. You were in the finals and you got <laughs> shut down for two games and the guy went off. I mean, just give him his respect. Right. You won the series anyway. Move on. For you. I got my conspiracy theory for you. He comes back. It's his first finals back. We know he's a degenerate. Who says that he doesn't have a couple large that uh, Charles owes him? You know, who says that Especially he doesn't have a two-way parlay on the ponies? Like, I don't know. You know, like, I don't. Also, while we're on this topic, Ahmad Rasad or whatever, Michael's friend that's also, like, moonlights as the NBC sideline reporter – does anybody yeah, else have a problem with that? A little bit of a problem with that, actually. I, I was going to bring that up, but I really want to hear your take on this now because I'm curious because I don't – I'm so, like, disconnected from basketball on the whole mostly, and I try to I'm – a, I'm a big history nerd, so especially The Last Dance and everything that's going on right now is, is really fun for me to watch. But I'm, that just seems sketchy to me. So as a Capital J journalist, as somebody who's willing <laughs> to ask the hard questions, can I just say – if I was friends with LeBron James, I'd be the exact same way. I would be like, oh, LeBron, like, God, this Curry guy, God, he's terrible, man. Like, you're the best. Like, I would do the exact same thing. Like, you're the face of the sport. I get it. Like, we're just riding this out together, bro. And they're still best friends. How many people in Michael Jordan's life are still his friend after, like, everything? Like, Charles Barkley's out here playing in the finals, their buddy-buddy dream team. They don't talk anymore. Yeah, and this guy is like still best friends with him. That that says something to me. Well, he was a reporter before they became like close friends, right? He'd already. I mean, so, the same way that Brian Windhorst was a reporter before he became friends with LeBron. Yeah, <laughs> he right. wrote so, him to I mean, the top. It, it, I, I don't know. Uh, it, it's not so much as they're these longtime friends as hey, if I get buddy buddy with you. And report the things you want me to report. Sure. Yeah. Mutual yeah. mutual friendship right there. Right. And it it's one of those things that could have started like that. And then by the time you're done with it, then it could turn into a real friendship. I mean, if somebody kissed my ass every day for that long, I eventually probably just get used to them being my friend, regardless of how I viewed them at the beginning. I'm trying to think of more scandals for you guys. I think uh, – 
trying to think of one that's like more recent. Um, <laughs> probably Aisha Curry saying that uh, Steph doesn't love her enough on Instagram. Oh, I think that was, that was kind of scandalous. Oh, I thought you were going to go with when she said that the NBA was rigged because her husband yeah. lost playoff games. See, that's the second thing on my list. Anytime anybody says, anytime anybody's like, hey, my husband, my boyfriend doesn't love me enough on Instagram, big red flag right there. I'm in. I'm like, let's tell me more about your relationship, please. Yeah. I'm all in. Like, let's keep this look, going. We scandal, we slandered the greatest player of all time, Michael Jordan, for being a degenerate gambler. We slander yeah. LeBron James for having a 3-9 record and getting shut down by some, like, 5-8 white guy. Curry, what are we slandering him for? He's got weaker knees than my grandmother. Like, what? We don't have anything. So, Aisha opening up the floodgates and being like, yo, my husband doesn't show me love on Twitter. I'm like, let's hear it, please. Tell me how Seth Curry is not a good lover. If it weren't for the people on his team, we would be shitting on Steph Curry for his defense. But because the rest of his team is so elite, it never really makes storylines. He is a terrible defender. I got another scandal for you. Draymond Green saying that he would shut down Shaq and Charles Barkley. That Come is on. a great okay, one. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Get the I, fuck hey, out that's of here. The that wrong, a... That's the wrong Draymond scandal, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, Still, though. Olympic Village, what stays in Olympic Village, what happens stays in Olympic Village. <laughs> like, I'm okay with him Snapchatting whoever he wants to Snapchat. Now, yeah. he was on a team with a lot better players. That, I think, is the bigger issue. <laughs> yeah. Is who – Who's hitting up Draymond Green on that team? Like, <laughs> somebody, that, so true. somebody that struck out with the rest of the team. Like, like even Mello. I mean, come on. The phone. Like, what's, what's happening here? You know? For real, man. Oh, or maybe whole... nobody was hitting him up, and it wasn't an accident that he posted on his story. He was just looking for something. <laughs> That's and exactly he just, what like, it was. It was a, it was a, a reply-all kind of deal. Somebody Dray will answer. <laughs> Draymond's tired of being the bridesmaid in every aspect of his life, and then he gets the Olympic Village where they're supposed to be just pooing everywhere, and then he can't get any. So he's like, what do you call that? Man? Batman has a bad signal. What do you call it when you take a like, photo of your junk and you put it on like Snapchat for everybody? Yeah, what is it? Oh. I, I feel like that was like a Blue Mountain State episode before social media was really a thing. No, but, the, uh, the Blue Mountain State episode is the one where you get the Rolex and put it next to you. So that it yeah, is, never mind. Never no mind, balls. Never yeah, yeah, no balls, just the cock. And that's, the that's right, never mind. I thought they had a name for it, but I was wrong. But <laughs> that's a good one, though. <laughs> yeah, the, Dr the Draymond uh, – we, we could spend hours talking about the shit Draymond does or the stuff yeah. he said. Oh, yeah. So you go oh, to A&M, right. I got another scandal for you. What's that? Sure. How about Johnny Football going to oh. Vegas? I thought oh, oh, that's not Johnny, Johnny Manziel. That's like, what did he call himself? He went as Johnny like. Johnny Football. No, he called no. him John. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, he had a totally like different name. Don or some shit. Donnie, yeah, something like that. With a like something off a TV a show with a fake-ass mustache. Yeah. What about, yeah, what yeah, about yeah. Johnny getting thrown out of a frat party in Austin? We could go Johnny scandal. While he was at A&M. If I we remember. start talking about Johnny scandals, I'm gonna get drunk. Remember the uh, the parking <laughs> ticket? <laughs> can't wait to uh, get out of here. Yeah, can't wait to be. get out of this fucking place. And it was all that over a parking burned, ticket. That burned A and M Twitter to the ground for at least a full day. Dude's and... a millionaire, and he's bitching about a seventy dollar <gasps> parking ticket. Literally. Hey, this was before he was a millionaire. No, it wasn't. His no, family has his yeah. family's oil rich, dude. Fifty million dollars. <laughs> As someone who has had a parking ticket before. At AM, let me tell you. Oh, I'm all in. I'm don't all have to tell in. Tell me. Yeah. I got a parking ticket one time. I said, I'm out of here. I'm never coming back to this hole again. Uh, oh, they're fucking 
Hey, they're the worst about it. You want to hear the greatest parking ticket story at A&M ever? Let's Please. hear it. James, James, I'll let you have the floor. Oh, I God. don't know this one. Yeah. Oh, the one about you and me? Yeah. Okay, oh, so I was going for my new student conference to A&M. Oh, baby James. Um, the summer before my freshman year. And I go to sign up for classes, and I can't sign up for classes. Like, as I'm at the new student conference. And so I, you know, you have to call somebody or whatever, try to figure out why. And they say, oh, you can't sign up because you have an unpaid parking ticket. So you can't sign up until you pay your parking ticket. I said, I've never been driven on this campus before. How do I have an unpaid parking ticket? Um, <laughs> well, that's a lie. I have driven on, the ca- driven on the campus before. But so then they're like, all right, well, it's right here. Here's the license plate number. And it's a, it's a tan Toyota. And I said, I don't drive a tan Toyota. Who the hell is that? And... Um, we look at the fucking, the fucking parking ticket number, and it was Jorphy got a fucking parking ticket when he was up here, up there. I don't know. What was he doing? Partying, probably. I was probably just partying one weekend, got a parking ticket, and because we had the same last name, he was the first one to get put in the system at A&M, so they gave it to him and put a hold on his – Oh, yeah, because so that was – I had to pay, I had to pay a $40 parking yeah. ticket before I even signed up for a class at A&M. Yeah, that, that was before I got out of Blinn. That makes so much more sense. That's funny as hell. Oh my no, universities—they got... <clears throat> bleed you dry. They oh do. yeah, I got seventeen oh. at the health science center, and I—I I think it was under three weeks. I really do because I had to go back a couple of times, and I was only going there like twice a week too. It was fucking crazy. That's that's tough on you. Yeah, Why do you keep get doing the thing that gets you a parking <laughs> ticket? Park well, legally. Because, the, like, all right, so the health science center Oh, it's too far. Walk your lazy <laughs> ass to class, bitch. No, 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 no. Because, do you know where the health science center is? The new one that they built off, I think that's 71, way out in BFE. No, that's 47. Would, 47, excuse me. I would still park in the very back of the parking lot and hike my ass like a half mile and then get up, like, and then when the elevator wasn't working, I still had to walk to the third fucking floor because the building was brand new. And then I would still come back outside to multiple parking tickets. It was, it was outrageous oh man we do we we could talk hours for that the day before i graduated from a&m i had to pay a 250 dollars <laughs> ticket for all the tickets i hadn't paid <laughs> i remember that it was just dumb oh man hey so Good times man andrew tell us about uh did you do some work at texas state where you got to know cat osterman or oh, cool. i did yeah, yeah yeah so i uh I worked at a bunch of different smaller publications around the area. And the one that I finished my time out with was the university star, one of the greatest newspapers probably in the history of print. Um, so, but I got to interview her a handful of times and I, I talked to her and I think you're referencing my tweet today. So I, yeah. I talked to her when I was 21 years old, 10 years prior, just about to the, almost to the day I uh, had watched her play in the Olympics on television, and it was one of the first times I actually sat down and watched softball because mm-hmm. you're like 11 years old, and you know it's, I don't have yeah, these it's all baseball. Yeah, yeah, I'm not watching softball, but I watched it and I was like, oh, this is really cool. And then as like my sports love really progressed, I got into women's basketball and softball and volleyball and just really like immersed myself, especially in college sports. And uh, when I came to Texas State, I said to myself. There's four guys when you Google it. It's like LBJ, Colt Steve or uh, Steve Austin. Nope. Um, I think George Strait and like T- Alexis Texas. I think those are like the four, <laughs> the four names that pop up. Notable, I was like, how hard is it to make this list? 
So I said, all right, I'm going <laughs> to do as every, all, everything I can, and uh, I'm going to become the Texas State sports press. Well, once you leave there, you drop to Texas State, and you just become the sports press. And here we are today, the advantageous <laughs> uh, Andrew Zimmel, the origins. Did you uh, did you tell Cat Osterman that I was 11 years old, and that's when I realized I like girls? <laughs> yeah. No, I said that. Uh, I said that. I remember watching you play on TV, and I probably was the first like 21 year old guy to come up to her and say that in a long time. Oh and yeah. She just she was super nice to me. She's yeah. still super nice to me. I love her to death. Um, I'm really sad that she's leaving Texas State. Um, but one of the legends for sure. 100%. Now, do you, does she got another gig lined up, or she's just stepping yeah. down? Or she's going to be the. Uh, I think she's going to be the U.S. National team coach, like one of the softball. Oh shit! Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When that's you're a an all-American and a two-time gold medalist, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's that's like. I remember like two. Goat. I remember 2011 when A&M was in the College World Series and Megan Gibson was their pitcher, and that's when I realized I like girls. I was, <laughs> and she's probably. You know, she's probably in her upper 30s at this point, huh? Gotta be. Gotta yeah. be. But hey, in my mind, number, gentlemen. Yeah, it is, especially that the, hot, the older dime. I get. The, yeah, especially yeah. the athletes. <laughs> All right, uh, how long have we been on here? Let's get that Draymond Green uh, back signal going. <laughs> hey, yeah, I'm going to let you know. We need a name for that. Oh, we're going to have what? to figure it out. For, the, for doing the Draymond Green and sending out a bat signal. Oh. If this was like if this was like eight years ago, we would have called it the frat signal, but that that won't fly these days. No. Um, shame on you, shame, yeah. shame. <laughs> Shit. Hey, what okay. the hell are you talking about? Why does that not apply? I mean, it's still can, I know I a guess. fraternity where that definitely applies for one guy. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter who they're dating. <laughs> Is it you now? You're just gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. oh my god, that fucking guy! All righty, man. Whole... So here, um, we 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 do get you all friendly and get you all spiced up, and now we're ready to ask you the hard questions. I forgot what we're asking. <laughs> we have we're asking, a. Uh... How the hell do you have Tim Duncan above Hakeem Olajuwon in your all-time basketball? Oh, players? oh, that's what we're yeah, that's yeah, it. that's all a right, good question. So, Hakeem Olajuwon, I love the guy. You know, one of the greatest of all time, but. When you look at what he did in the 90s, great player. I've always said this, that I penalized uh, Magic for this. I penalized Bird for this. We penalized Jordan for this in, the ni or in 90. If you are the best player at your position, if you're the best player in the league, you show up at the NBA Finals. Rockets fans get this nice little punching deal right here where they get two rings when Jordan's out. Now, I don't nope. think Jordan wins eight in a row. I'll be the first person to say it. He's not winning eight. Maybe seven, not eight. But in 90, what, seven, 96, where did he show up? Wasn't in the finals. What about 98? Wasn't there. 97? Don Stockton ruined him. Here's what I'm saying is that he did a great job against when it was just David Robinson. He beat up young Shaq. Props <laughs> to that. You were the best player in the league for two years. Young Shaq Tim was Duncan, a savage. Might have been the best player in the league for 10 if we really want to – Tim like, Duncan was never the best player in the league. Tim Duncan didn't have one year as the best player in the league. He got MVP he twice, time. but – I was He played in a league with Kobe and LeBron, and he was just never the best. That's a hard – yeah. Again, so, he's never better than those to make. Let me, let me ask you a question. Teams, no doubt. 
let me ask you a question though. When you say like better, do you mean like more wins? Do you mean like MVPs? Do you talent. mean like championships? Talent. Like, I'm just curious what you mean by better. Well, I, I will never argue championships as better or wins because those that's a team stat. And um, so all NBAs, that, all star well, tricky. MVPs matter, and and just your all around stats, right? Like so, yes. Uh, um, Tim Duncan did win two MVPs. He was he had the best seasons twice, according to voters. Whatever had the best Which season twice. Kobe it did. doesn't mean you're the best player in the league, though. Kobe only had Tim one Duncan, MVP. Yeah, Kobe mm-hmm. has one MVP award. Huh. Um, Damn. Here's, here's the deal. So if you want to do like the lineage of basketball, you could. You could go from like Durant to LeBron, LeBron to Kobe, Kobe to Duncan. Duncan to Shaq, Shaq to Michael. You can go all the way back, and that's fine. I love the late, great Kobe Bryant. I have said I'm never going to slander that man again. You could, but I'm not. Oh, Tim yeah, Duncan, totally though, good. People have. We talked about it last time. The slander Duncan is just weird to me because if you watched basketball in the 2000s, which I see all of us, we probably did, probably young watched it. More or less, You knew yeah, was... that any time the Spurs showed up into town, one dude was going to deliver. Like, Carl Malone was the mailman, but that dude didn't show up half the time. Tim Duncan, every single time he showed up to bat, you knew you were going to get at least 20 points. You knew you were going to get at least nine rebounds. You knew he was going to do great. And here's the other thing that puts him a little bit higher than Akeem on my list is longevity, right? Like, Akeem dealt with some injuries at the end of his career. And that's I'm not going to, like, hold that much against him. He's still a top 20 player of all time. Yeah. But Tim Duncan was – one of the, if not the cornerstone piece to five championships. Akeem Olajuwon wasn't even the cornerstone piece to five Western Conference champions. You know what I'm so, saying? I'm not, I'm not here to slander Tim Duncan. Tim Duncan is top 15, top 20 for sure all time. I don't Tim have a problem with that. Top seven? <clears throat> I yeah, have, he's not top, top seven. <laughs> I think top 10 for I have, sure. I just, but... I, just have Akeem, I just have Akeem higher because I just think so, Akeem is a more dominating player. So James, hey, I want to I wanna play, James, I wanna play James, a game hold with y'all. Hold on. Hold on, James. I'm going to play devil's advocate because I don't have a horse in the race because I don't really give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> You're big into analytics, right? You're big into advanced metrics in basketball, right, James? Yeah. <laughs> so, Tim Duncan played one more year than a lodge one. Okay? Really? Only one? Yep. Damn. I guess it was, um, yeah. Um, Elijah Wan's last couple though. years in the so, league, I don't know if okay. they count. Right. Tim Duncan. It's the same way, though. <laughs> Tim Duncan had 206.4 win shares in his career. Ooh. How many do you think Olajuwon had? Oh, man. Ooh, the trivia section of the interview. James? Yeah. Mm. Can you fucking tell you, dude? I don't know. So he played – so Duncan played 19, so he played 18? Yep. Obviously less, 190. but – He had 162. Wow. Now, I know I you, what you're going to say. Best. You're going to say go to win shares per 48, right? No, so, that's not what I was going to say. What were you going to say? I was going to say, let's look at more of a prime because that's okay. what really matters. So what I'm telling you, though, hold on. Man. Tim Duncan had a win shares per 48 of .209. Mm-hmm. Akeem Olajuwon had, one, had a win shares per 48 of .177. That's career. But that's a pretty big gap. I'm just saying. And like I said, I don't really give a shit who is better because. Hey, all right. So I want everybody to count, just kind of keep the number on your hands. I'm going to go through two rosters and you tell me 
who you think is a Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer. Oh. All right. Okay. So can y'all hear me? I'm looking on a different sheet. Yeah. All right. Anthony Hardaway, Shaquille O'Neal, Grant Hill, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, Reggie Miller, Juwan Howard, Patrick Ewing, Jason Kidd, Clyde Drexler, Charles Barkley, Gary Payton, David Robinson, Carl Malone, John Stockton, and Zakimbe Mutombo. How many y'all got? 15 or 16. Yeah, I had like 14, 14 or 15. I think okay, I had now, now on this one, future Hall of Famers or current Hall of Famers, Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Chris Weber, Steve Francis, Dirk Nowitzki, Steve Nash, AI, uh, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd twice? This is a different year. Mm. Uh, Baron Davis, Paul Pierce, and T-Mac. Ooh. Uh, is... what, what would y'all guess? That one was nine. I, I got think nine. I have, I think so I have my, my argument one. here is Elijah Wan has better stats in every aspect except for I think obviously wins well, and championships. I just told you I just told you that he doesn't based on well, wind you shares. can kiss my ass because you gotta let me finish. <laughs> no, but wind uh, shares is like war in baseball. It's the all encompassing. Ah, no, it's no, not. No, it's, it's not no. the same. It's not the same. But anyway, all encompassing stat. So what I'm arguing it, it here is an all-encompassing stat, but it's also not because you. What can't I'm arguing is, is when Tim Duncan was in, in basketball. What I'm arguing is when Tim Duncan was in the league, he was probably top five, top three players in the league at his time. But you yeah. just you just saw that's the all-star teams and the all-pro teams from when Tim Duncan versus Elijah Wan. Elijah Wan was playing with all-time greats and Hall of Famers where. Duncan was playing against really okay, good, really good players and some Hall of Famers. I guess that's uh, an argument. That seems a little no. That's hundred percent an like, argument. That seems like a shitty argument. Dude. That's only if like you're going to argue. That's only if you're arguing against the rings argument. That's the, the better no, that's argument. That's exactly what I'm arguing against. No one that's here is arguing that. rings. No Jordan, one here. Yeah. Even the, the guy better, with Tim Duncan is not arguing rings. No one's yeah. here to argue that. The I'm better argument Howard. would have been to say that Olajuwon was facing better big men at the time. Because Which the game is exactly shifted. what I did. I know. But that's not what you did. You said that he was fa- facing better know. players. He was facing better big men because the game shifted away from big men. That's just one and the same. There's not nearly. There no. wasn't nearly as many. No. no, you can still have good players and not have good big men. Okay, but then listing Trace McGrady doesn't matter. Listing- right. You listed Steve Nash. Steve Nash and. Tim Duncan are two all-time greats, but they're different players altogether. Okay, Tim Duncan, Kevin Garnett, Dirk, Mutombo. That's four? <laughs> versus Barkley, Ewing. Who else is on that list? Malone. Malone. I'll say, Elijah Wan is probably one of the, if not the greatest player with less than three rings. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I have this theory. Him and Malone. No, yeah. I have this theory. Him and Stockton. I have this theory where it takes three Nash. rings to be a legend, right? Like if Larry Bird had two rings, he's not Larry Legend. He's just mm-hmm. Larry. You throw in that third ring, you're a legend. That's why LeBron's ring in twenty seven or twenty sixteen was so important. That's why yeah. Curry's ring in two thousand eighteen <clears throat> was so important because it takes three rings to be in that pantheon that like 
conversation. Dirk Nowitzki, love the guy, great player. He's got one ring. He's never yeah. going to be in that same conversation as guys like Tim Duncan, guys like LeBron, guys like Michael. It takes three. That that's always been what but, I said. So that's when you a good theory. Best but the, the problem the problem with that theory is if LeBron lost the last finals and now he's two and seven or whatever in the finals, does that really make him less of a legend with the yeah. same exact resume except one less ring? Yep. 100%. What does that mean? I don't think that sure. one loss matter. I don't think it changes much. I think it does, especially when you consider the context of it. I just think that it just has so much significance. Like, like uh, Andrew was saying, like it, it, I, to me, it diminishes his legacy, and that's just, I, you know, and again, like, I'm not the biggest basketball fan either, guys. Like, I mean, I'm, you know, it is what it is whenever it comes to that. But, like, I think it, to the general public, I think that it matters. If you go down the list of the all-time greats, right, you're talking Akeem, you're talking uh, uh, Magic, Bird, LeBron. Like, well, the thing that all those guys have in common outside of Akeem, that's why he's always in the 10-11 range, I think, is because he never got that third ring. and when it was time, when Michael came back, when it was, hey, this is Jordan's league again, take it away from him, the Rockets couldn't three-peat, right? Yep. There's been one team since uh, Bill Russell, was, at the time, it was one team since Bill Russell's Celtics to three-peat, and it was the Bulls. They did it twice. And then the Lakers are the only other team to do it since then. You know, like I said, I love Akeem Olajuwon. I'm not trying to take anything away from the guy. But that, that's why Duncan is always going to be on that different level. That's why Kobe's going to be on that different level. And, Hold on. You hey, know, but, but Andrew, is Wilt Chamberlain a legend? Oh. He, okay. And this is where it gets interesting, right? Oh, got that one. yeah. That's so this true. Is where, this he is where you two. do that theory. That's why you do that theory. Because it's not a rule, right? When yeah. you go to math class, it's the theories versus the rules, right? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, point, hey, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to teach you all something here, kids. Look. <laughs> when it's when it's a rule, this is the rule. This is how it's always going to be. When it's a theory, some things can change. Will That's Chamberlain fair. is beating plumbers. Like we give we give this guy shit <laughs> for beating like a bunch of skinny white guys. Will Chamberlain was the only seven foot dude in the league where the average height was like six three. That's All right, fair. but he's a legend, right? Yeah. I mean, so he, ten thousand women. It's going to be hard. To uh, Twenty thousand. Don't slander him. So, so. <laughs> Will Chamberlain is another one of those guys. But, again, if you go through anybody's list, any credible person's list, Will Chamberlain's not going to be a guy in your top five. Will Chamberlain yeah. might not be a guy in your top seven. I got a question it's, real quick. What, so what is the argument? So are we saying that are – you, are you saying Tim Duncan is the better player or, the, or more of a legend? Because I would agree that he's more of a legend. Because a better player – better. That's a good question. I, I, I would because in my mind, Hakeem is a way better player than Tim. So I'm, uh, you know, ESPN has that list right now. Oh, that's where this is coming. from. Oh, okay. yeah, that's yeah, where, that's okay. where my, that's that where my argument. That list is so fucking garbage. <laughs> it's awful. Hold on, that. Hold on. that's okay. where my list is coming from. So I went through that list because I went to Houston today. No, excuse me. I went to Houston today and was listening to the radio, and man, they were ticked about James Harden being lower than Steph Curry. And a bunch I don't of even people. care about all that. Oh, but right, Steph right. Curry but anyway, 13, so I went. Steph Curry at, at thirteen is a is a crime. It's a fucking crime. Anyway, so I went and looked at the list, and I just was just mm -hmm. appalled. It, it was awful. It's a terrible list. And so then so, I start to think, and like, and then we got into it on Twitter with another guy about what rings actually mean when you're talking about who's a better player. MJ's number one in any. He's the number one 
all-time player. He's the number one all-time uh, career, legacy, whatever you want to call it. Except the Gen Z. Well, yeah. So, But anyway, so the thing is, is you got to figure out what are you arguing because his accomplishments and his career and his resume and his legendary status is probably better than Hakeem's except for the fact that there's more people that live in Houston than San Antonio. Other than that <laughs> – other but than that, more people. But, let's be real here, guys. More people have seen Tim Duncan play in 2020 than they have seen Akeem play. Right, in right. So yeah. that 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 helps. Right, that and helps nobody goes back and watches the film. Exactly. Well, hold on. I have a question. Houston. A lot of people don't. I have a question, Andrew. Is John Stockton a top three point guard of all time? So who are you putting him ahead of at that point? Because not who I'm putting him ahead of. Who yeah. are you putting ahead of Stockton? Magic. So here's my deal. Yeah, Easy yeah, money. Magic. Yeah, Magic. magic. I said top I got three. Magic number one. You you were complaining about Curry being 13. You get away with Curry being 13 if the rest of that list makes more sense. But because the rest of that list kind of sucks, him at 13 looks like another one of those like blemishes. I have Curry. He's the second. He's the best point guard I've seen in my life. Period. Like Steve Nash is better. Done, what he, what he has done at this point in his career, overcoming the injuries that he came early in his career. Oh yeah. I have not seen anything like that in my life. So I'm going to have him at two. And then it comes down to that third spot. Is it Isaiah Thomas? Ooh. Who's two, who's a two time champion. Is it Chris Paul? Who has been probably the most like dynamic, not dynamic, but like the most conventional Ooh. point guard of our lifetime. But Chris is Paul it, doesn't have any rings, so, is it, so like, it doesn't matter. Is it Steve Nash, who has two MVPs versus John Stockton zero? Like, Stockton and Malone are always going to be the two weird guys in NBA history because yeah, one of those is. guys benefited so much off the other guy. Carl Malone isn't that type of player without John Stockton. Right. John Stockton is. probably is still top five in assists without Carl Malone. So, but you could say that about every superstar. MJ straight up said there's no MJ without Pippen. That's a lie. <laughs> he said, he <laughs> said a lie. you can't tell the story that's of MJ another, without hey, talking that's, about that's Pippen. Another, we we yeah, got about that's 45 another. seconds left. So. But that's what I'm saying, like, I agree no. with you that Malone was overrated. He was Amari Stoudemire to Steve Nash. Oh, yeah. He was Amari but Stoudemire I, on steroids. Like, exactly. Call it but, what it is. No, I'm putting, I'm putting Stockton in my top five. I'm not putting him in my, in my top three. I got so Isaiah name three Tom. and four. I got name three and four for me. I got I I got Isaiah at three, and I probably am gonna put uh... a few moments later. All right, so we were about to hear you uh, give us your top we five. We didn't hear number four. We didn't yeah, hear number four. Just kind of start over from the just just go with my top magic, five. Magic Magic Curry, and then I had I, Isaiah. And I put, like, Nash because he was pretty great in a league that, you know, people are moving around. And then I'd probably have Stockton, Chris Paul at six. Um, you know, and then it starts getting hard. Because then if you want to put guys like, say, Jason Bob Kidd. Cousy, you want to put Bob Cousy in that, like, range. You want to put guys like – like that, it's then it starts like splitting hairs, and it's kind of hard to go off the top of your head. Like top ten point guards of all time. Yeah, where is yeah? How the position is just not as deep as as pretty much any other position because yeah. How it's do we do that with small or a shooting guard too? 
is if you said like, give me your top ten shooting guards. Shooting guards would be a lot of current players, like yeah. the, like the James Hardens, um, Kobe's, with Kobe's. Some Ray Allen's and Reggie Miller's mixed in. Yeah, <laughs> all those guys. It would be a lot of from like '85 on, because I, I just I don't know. Before that, it was you were either a point guard or a a big man. Then you know, it wasn't. I don't think the game was the same. Yeah. So how do y'all feel about Westbrook as an all-time uh, point guard? Let me let me explain why I'm wondering. Because before he came to the Rockets, I just kind of watched highlights. And when you're watching his highlights, it looks like he's stat padding to get those triple doubles. But now because he went to the Rockets, obviously a team I watch day in and day out, he's just a freaking monster. But he's yeah. not necessarily the reason his team wins. You know? But he hasn't yeah. done it for long enough is one problem in terms I mean, of been... the, the elite level of play. Like he, when he had the triple, du- when he averaged a triple double, yeah. he wasn't in the MVP conversation until that season. Okay. Well, and also he then... shouldn't have won that MVP because yeah, that was looking because for sure, because just giving it to him because he averaged a triple double is the most is, is the dumbest thing ever. It's, it's a, a meaningless stat. A triple double is a meaningless stat. What's the difference between, 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 9 assists, and 25 points, 11 rebounds, and 10 assists. Almost nothing, but people act like it's a crazy a crazy big deal. But only been done once before. Who gives a shit? <laughs> Plenty of guys we have gotten... score 100 points. Like, I mean, what's the deal? No, like, no, well, that's like I'm not saying, arguing the points. Hey, this guy, averaging... this guy had a triple crown in baseball. Shouldn't win the MVP. <laughs> No, that's yeah. like saying this guy won the triple crown, but this other guy did everything else better. Everything else. You know, that secretariat. I was just about to say. I was just winning. about to say that, dude. Who cares that they're winning by so many strides? Like, the other no. horses are pretty good, too. That's a I, shit, that's a no, shit counter was, argument. You know it. I was it. literally just about to say, American Pharaoh is the greatest horse of all time. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> Look, my deal with Westbrook has always been that – if he doesn't play the way that he plays, uh, Durant's probably staying in Oklahoma City. Like, I oh, don't yeah, think there's sure. a reason. But at the same time, there has to be a little bit given to him that he was a dude that stayed, that he tried. Like, he was oh, like, yeah. I'm going to make Until he work. didn't stay. <laughs> and then they brought in Paul Pierce, and it just didn't Well, well no, that's that was, not what happened. They said they were going to yeah. tank, and he said he didn't want to be a part of a tank. And they said, we don't want you to be a part of a tank. Go somewhere else. Yeah. And got yeah. a shit ton of first-round draft picks for him. Sure. But, okay, let me do my James Harden. Let me do my, like, my two minutes on James Harden real quick. So, I take it, Rockets fans. Yeah, right? you're about to upset some All people right. on this call. I've, I've said this before. I said that if you want to argue 2015, fine. You want to argue the 2015 one, great. Like, you, you can have that little debate. You want to argue that first uh, Westbrook season, great. But what I get, like – peeved about is the 2016 season the unanimous, the unanimous? Mm-hmm. that's the one where it was pretty much clear that there wasn't going to be somebody else like winning it and that's the one where i was like you know this is rockets fans need to calm down because there was a narrative out there for the longest time about james harden pretty much up, up until he got westbrook the narrative was the nba is rigged against westbrook he should have five mvps at this point and I've seen this guy play. I saw the way that he played. When he got traded to the Rockets, I said, this is the best shooting guard outside of Kobe Bryant. He's the best shooting guard in the league. This is going to work for him. And it did. 
But the problem is, is that the way that he plays basketball isn't working in 2020. Like, there's enough of a sample size here that it just doesn't – the way he plays basketball doesn't work. And you so, say, so the, the great hey, – We're talking Westbrook or so, – No, we're talking about Harden. But you can't ignore the fact that he almost – they almost beat – should have – would have beat the great uh, Warriors with wins, Kevin eight. Durant – with Kevin Durant had not for 27 straight missed threes. That included – included a lot of garbage calls by the refs. A lot of garbage calls. And a, a, a CP3 injury. That so kept let me them from beating the great warriors. So it, it works. To say it doesn't work is wrong because it works. No rings, though. But it hasn't. That's okay, but like, only one team wins the fucking ring. I'm just saying, though. Hey, so hold on. Hey, look, looky the here. Hornets, what they're doing is working. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, they're in it every day. Like, they're playing games. They're there. Here's my deal. Is that <laughs> it, it doesn't work until it does. Like, the Warriors shooting threes all the time doesn't work. Until they win a ring. And then when it wins a ring, we're like, oh, cool. Giannis and, and Ben Simmons not shooting games. threes. It doesn't <laughs> work until one of them wins a title. And then we're like, well, you know, maybe this three thing's overrated. But I'm a show-me type of guy. And Harden has shown me that in the regular season, yes. he's a monster. That yep. dude can score 36 points per game. That guy, when he wants to, can get his players involved. <laughs> but in the playoffs – the thing that I remember most about James Harden's playoff performances is getting blocked by a 45-year-old Monte Ginobili. Yep. And I think that that really synth- like crystallizes the James Harden experience, is that you're always going to be in a game with him. You might not be in the game you want to be in, though. You might not so, be but, in the but you're not, But you're not addressing how it took a CP3 injury and all kinds of shit from the refs, and everyone knows it. Everyone knows that that was a garbage-called game. I don't. And – Go back and watch it. Go go back and watch it. Go back and watch it. I'm just saying. I can sit here as a 27 straight missed threes, which a 40% shooting team would do once in every billion. Let's go back. Let's go back to what we were saying before with the shooting guards top 10. He's immediately like, well, James Hart. He's in the top 10. The The guys ahead of him on that shooting guard list would probably be what? Michael? Duh. Kobe. Kobe? Okay, that makes sense. Dwayne Wade? Yeah. Probably. Are any of those guys not taking over the game and winning it? Like, honestly, are any of those guys the, in that situation not going to that next level? I mean, James I, I mean Wade, Wade, Wade won a championship with basically prime Shaq and uh, then won a <laughs> championship with LeBron. So, he, I mean, Wade, I don't know if I agree with that one. So you put James Harden as your third best shooting guard? No, I'm not oh, no, arguing no, 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 that. No, no, no. I'm not He's, arguing that. Okay. I would put D Wade over him. I'm just saying to say that Harden doesn't take over games, and to say that D Wade does. But the thing is, to I've win it to Wade win his championship seems games. off. I've seen huh? Wade win playoff games. I've seen yeah. the, I've seen Harden win playoff games. I was playoff. at a game when Harden went to fuck off in game five. Game five, the year that it went to the the year we're talking about, game seven. But, the Rockets but, went up three two at home. They went back. I think I don't remember, but we were at the game. But gentlemen, you have to admit that for every one of those James Harden, he went off, he won the game. There's another one where James Harden didn't really show up tonight. Could it? Could it need a little bit more? No, from no, I agree. And I agree. I agree. Those, and everyone has those, but people people tend to forget the about them. Don't. No, the, yeah. the greats do. MJ had them. MJ had them in em. the playoffs. MJ, MJ had them. MJ had them. Everyone Look, has them. 
when's the last time? The problem is, is James Harden doesn't have somebody to pick him up when he has those games until now. I don't know I, if he still does, I, though. I want to disagree with you guys here. Because I think it's always been about the coach. I think that Kevin McHale wasn't the guy for him. I think Agreed. that Mike D'Antoni's not the guy for him. I, I really thought he was, too, man. Like, Mike D'Antoni's the guy for his stats, not yeah, his wins. I didn't mean to cut you off there, but I thought yeah. he was when we first brought him in, man. Because I And I liked McHale, too, but I, I and I liked D'Antoni when we first brought him in. But I, I'm kind of agreeing with you there. I don't think he's the coach for him. See, and it sucks. You want to reference back to the last dance. Fuck, <laughs> like, yeah. You want to talk about the GOAT. D'Antoni is Doug Collins. For James Harden, is he's been the guy that that's gets a good the analogy. Ball. That's why I'm the press. Look, <laughs> you, you don't have you don't have Kobe and Shaq winning if Phil Jackson doesn't show up. Tim Duncan doesn't stay in San Antonio if it's not for Pop. Pat Riley doesn't get those guys in Miami. It, he just doesn't. Like it, it, those are those are the type of guys that you need. And you know we talked about the rings, and you're right; it's not a good argument to have. Like, if it's all rings, if it's everything or nothing, then you're discounting John Paxton and guys like Greg Popovich. You're throwing away the role players and the things that really matter. But, again, I say there comes a time where those great players extend it. Like, Kareem was in a shitty situation in Milwaukee, and he took everything and won a title in 71. LeBron goes back to Cleveland, has to be the GM and the coach, and deals with a bunch of dumbasses all the time and lives in Cleveland and comes back from 3-1. Yeah. And, you know, it's not fair to compare Harden to those type of guys, but I think Rockets fans want to. I think they want him to be that guy because, going back to Akeem, Akeem was that guy. Like, uh, in the 90s, he was that dude that you could put up against Patrick Ewing, could put him up against David Robinson, could put him up against Shaq and say, like, oh, Akeem is doing everything that these other great players are doing. But the problem is, is that Harden isn't doing what guys like LeBron and Durant and Steph have been able to do. And that's not on him. I think that that's more on the coaching. I think that's more on the system that's around him and the players that they really put around him than it is on him. So, so I like the guy, all NBA every year, but it just hasn't, like, Again, another one of those guys. Like, if he retired today, what is the James Harden experience for you? So, Tracy so McGrady. Do you not, so do you not <laughs> – He's Tracy McGrady. No, the stats aren't even similar. Um, do, you not, do you not punish Steph for not winning any finals MVPs? I mean – Because yeah. in all those series where he didn't win them, he wasn't the best player on his team. Without, I mean, he wasn't. He, wasn't he was, he was a crutch. In the series, the, not, not – I'm talking – He was a crutch talent. in the Western Conference Finals last year. Fuck, yeah. Like a crutch for the team? Like he was mm-hmm. – he almost kept them from advancing. Yes. Well. His defense. Would, his I defense. I that. He, he, game seven, when, when KD reference. went down, Steph turned it on. But before then, he had a terrible season. Oh, getting to that point. Okay. That's that makes fair. a little bit more sense. If, if a ter- terrible series. If Clay doesn't go down the way he does in the finals. Say Yo, that, that's last true. year's finals flip. I'm just saying. Last year's uh, finals flip. I'll never feel bad for the Warriors because of Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, <laughs> Kyrie Irving. That's fine. That's fine. But I'm saying last year's finals, Curry was the best player on that Warriors team. In 2016, right. he was the best player on that Warriors team. And it took Draymond getting suspended. It took a bunch of other things. But I'm saying like, – But he wasn't the best player in the series. He, he, no. he, he's never been the best player in any of the it final series they've been in. It was, it was Iggy once. It was LeBron when they won. 
when they, when they beat LeBron, it was still LeBron when he averaged more than anybody else on the court in every stat. Forgot about Iggy. It was KD. It was Kawhi. I mean, he was never the best player on the court during the series. Just during the series. That's okay. That's fine. Do I punish him for not having any Finals MVPs? I mean, I the, guess. The takeover factor, I guess, is that you were referring to. But the thing is, I've seen him take over games and win playoff games. I've yet to see James Harden in a meaningful playoff game be the guy. They're all like, meaningful. That's not Game true. six means uh, a little bit that's more. That's bullshit. Game one. <laughs> They're all <laughs> meaningful. That's like saying, I love all my kids. <laughs> Fact. Anyways, y'all got anything else? Uh, no. Did y'all appreciate my glass that I switched over to? I felt it was appropriate yeah. for the conversation. This is from Real yeah. Ale's 23rd anniversary. All righty, man. Well, we appreciate the hell out of it. We had, that was some good talk. Hopefully uh, we didn't upset you too much, but we enjoyed it. We like to banter back and forth. You got anything for us before you head out? Uh, yeah, go listen to the show, the Andrew Zimmel podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Um, follow me on Twitter at Andrew underscore Zimmel, and um, stay safe. All right, yeah, thanks. Thank you. Come back on, man. Come back on. Yeah, anytime. This was fun. If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the Y'all see that motherfucker paid 250k to be in uh, Goodell's uh, little basement? That shit was crazy. Like, I'm, I don't know about you guys. I'm not a huge barstool guy, but that is quarter of a million dollars to hang out with Rod Goodell. <laughs> but, but not not just to hang out with him, just to troll him. It's all yeah, to troll just him. to troll him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's fucking money. <laughs> yeah. Are y'all talking about the Goodell thing with uh, yeah. Fortnoy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I want that kind of fucking money. That lead guitar is hot, but not for Louisiana man. So rousing up that bowl for faded love and let's all dance. If you're gonna play in Texas, you gotta have a fiddle in the All right, band. so this week we are doing first and worst sports scandals. You can twist it however you want if you just want to talk about sports scandals that you enjoy talking about, but it doesn't really even matter. But we're going to go ahead and start off with James. James, give us your... First and worst sports scandals. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with worst. And number one is J.R. Smith's throwing soup at his coach. Because (laughs) it was the worst for me because everyone made it a big headline when honestly no one gave a shit. I don't know why it became such a big headline, but they did. And you had to hear about it for weeks. And everyone thought they were so funny when they asked on Twitter, but what kind of soup was it? (laughs) <laughs> no one gives a shit. You're not original at all. And it was dumb. It, the whole scandal was... ESPN gave dumb. a shit. <laughs> um, number two worst for me is Bounty Gate. Oh. Because... Because... And, and one of our viewers is going to argue, everyone was doing it. Well, you know, I don't Just think that's true. Out. A. And B. He knows who he is. And B. Let's see. If you know him, he's a Saints fan and he listens to our podcast. And he's um, a fucking Longhorn to boot, so. Um, I just snorted. Look, it, it doesn't Christ. matter who else was doing it. All that matters was you were paying players and incentivizing them to intentionally hurt other players, and that's just chicken shit automatically. Uh, so that's easy. Dorothy and he looks away every time I do it. No momento on point. I got you're, it in a- You're drinking beer out of coffee mug? 
That's why yeah, I was cheersing. When I got into the place that I'm recording at, there were still people here. Yeah. Just so. drink it out of the can. No, it's, Cheers, it's too far boys. Now. Yeah. Hey, social boys. Cheers. <laughs> hey, I ran Shout out of beer. I ran out of beer. I drank it all and forgot to go buy more. Shout out to the fucking mug. vodka sprite. Shout That's out to the College mug. Football Hall of Fame. This mug, badass cool. place. If you have not been, the College Football Hall of Fame is a place that you must go to if you're a sports fan. It's not Wait, as cool James, as is Texas that actually vodka sprite? Yeah. Let's go. I it's... ran out of beer and I don't have any uh, coke here to mix with my whiskey. So are you hey. doing blow? And I was not zipping it. I was not sipping it straight for four hours while recording this podcast. What whiskey do you have? Because I did that one podcast. Um, I have little tiny uh, sample bottles of a bunch of shit, and then I have a bottle of Crown uh, caramel apple. I can so, uh, salted caramel. Oh, uh, two things. No, all that's garbage. Two things. One, College Sports Hall of Fame, not as cool as the Texas Sports Hall of Fame because Southwest Conference. And two, uh, what the fuck was I going to say? Oh, it was, have y'all, did y'all get my picture earlier about the, uh, the Balcones and Shiner uh, collaborations? I saw a little bit of it. So Balcones. Yeah, is it any good? I haven't had the whiskey, but the beer is very good. Um, they age the beer in, in Balcones. Balcones, I don't know how to say the whiskey. It's Texas whiskey, I think. But uh, they... I, I've heard from people that I know and, you know, trust their opinions and stuff that the whiskey is um, not like high quality, high, high quality, but very, very smooth has a hint of like, if you enjoy like a Shiner Bach, it's got a little bit of those notes, but it's, it's, it's mainly just like a sipping whiskey that like, you know, you kind of bust out on like a special, like, Hey, check out my Shiner whiskey. You know, it's, it's nothing super, super special. All right, James, uh, go back to where you were. Sorry. sorry. Oh, my bad. No, that was – yeah. Um, so then next on my worst is Spygate times two. <laughs> and I know that y'all have this. I'm sure Flounder has this on there. But no, the reason I, I have it on my worst is we're not we, – we don't even need to talk about the first part because that one was talked about forever with them spying on the Jets. The, the second part, <laughs> the one that just kind of got forgotten because they said it was an accident and blamed it on the – the videographer or whatever that was recording doing your job. Okay. He's doing your job by recording the other team's bench. Yeah. That sounds very, very plausible. That For a he was long just period doing of time. Job. And right. And that he says, Oh, I didn't know I was supposed to do that. Oh, fuck off. You knew you weren't supposed to do that. Second, if you're going to tell me first, first off, you can't argue that it was, you can't convince me that it wasn't intentional. Cause I'll always think it was intentional. Second, and history. <laughs> after, we've, after we've established that it's intentional, you're going to tell me the only team that they spied on that year were the shitty-ass Bengals. <laughs> no, they did it all the time. Can't convince me otherwise. And that's why they're the worst, because Bill Belichick is a fucking cheater. I like that. I didn't have it on my list, but I like your points. <laughs> um, my next worst is the Ro- Russia doping scandal. With the Olympics. Oh, shit. So I didn't even have that. I totally forgot about it. Have you seen Icarus? Uh Uh-uh. Oh, my God, dude. I got to cut you off for a second. You have to go watch this documentary on Netflix. It delves so deep into the Russian doping scandal. He's actually the one that uncovered it. Because in the course, so it started off as a documentary where this guy was going to do a bike race, completely undoped, and then he was going to find a doctor to help him dope in order to run the same race and see what his, cause it, it was like an experiment to see like if these cyclists are, are re, yeah, to see how much it helps. 
And during the process of it, he found out that the Russian the Russians had been doping and completely replacing samples and everything like what you're probably about to get into. Right. And uh, he had to smuggle that doctor or not him, but like they had to smuggle the doctor out of Russia because he was going to be killed like almost immediate. It was, it's insane. It's a great documentary, highly recommend it. And it, it kind of uh, delves more deeply into like the whole Russian doping scandal because it's, it's vast. Yeah. So, so basically, you know, your country is shit when you have to cheat and have a huge cover up and everyone's scared for their lives just so that you can win some Olympic medals to make everybody in your country feel better about themselves. <laughs> That's the best point on this whole thing I've ever yeah. heard, man. <laughs> I mean, something has gone way wrong in your country when that's the case. When you care so much about winning that you will kill people and cheat to win the Olympics, which matter nothing at all. They don't matter that's, at all. That's brilliant. <laughs> They're for NBC to make a shit ton of money off of us watching. Yeah, yeah. Off and, of people and, like me and you watching beach volleyball and curling. Yep. I do. I love me some curling and beach Curling's volleyball is so much fun to watch. We need a counter <laughs> of how many episodes we talked about curling. Cause that's too. <laughs> yeah. Put it on the board, man. Uh, dude, I love the Olympics. Like I know that people hate the sports. I love what, so what's always tripped me out on the summer Olympics is that they do like the, um, what's it called? Like the rifle rifle range and all that the day before the opening ceremonies. Have y'all ever noticed that? Uh-huh. It's so uh-huh. weird. Yeah, they have medal ceremonies before they've even opened. It's really odd. But anyways, sorry. Uh, that's weird. I'm a big I don't know why they would do that. So. Um, then number one on my worst is the Black Sox scandal. I'm Ooh. sure Woody probably had this one. Um, it's forgot. on my worst because um, – not really because of what happened. So if you don't know, the, the White Sox were in the World Series, and they were – found out that they threw the series intentionally. Some of the players threw the in- series intentionally. Mm-hmm. All and of the good players. Was it except eight or nine of them? They, sh- they, they threw some shade and kicked Shoeless Joe out of baseball hey, with no fucking boy, evidence. That with dude no didn't evidence. Throw shit. Have you seen his stats in that World Series? He didn't throw the series, and they threw him under the bus for no reason and kicked he him out of baseball. He balled out. He and balled out in that World Series. With no evidence except – I think one wait. guy said, hey, I think Shoeless Joe was in on it, too. And then that was it. They kicked him out of baseball. That's wait, why is he in the Hall of Fame? No. no he, he's, he's banned oh, from baseball. Yeah. baseball. He got oh, kicked yeah. out of the league in his prime because of it. That is – I forgot about that. That is actually a thousand times That's worse why than, like, it's Pete so Rose and every – yeah, dude. Shoeless Joe not being in the Hall is just because of that. And, like, like y'all said, I haven't looked at the stats, but I looked this up, I mean, years ago. Again, I'm not the biggest baseball fan, but – that's one of those things that I looked up and was just like, what? This doesn't make any sense at all. I found the stats. Shoeless Joe Jackson made no errors, just so you get that out of your That would be how you would normally process. throw a game. He made no errors. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he hit 375 in the World Series. Come oh, on, shit. man. So he, the dude almost hits 400 and doesn't make any errors, but he threw the fucking series? Get and the fuck out, out of baseball. here. And cheated us of seeing one of the greatest careers of all time. He's one of the best That's players sad, of all man. time. And, and we don't even get to see World him. Series. And we don't even get to see his prime. No one right. really even talks about him anymore either outside of, like, the hardcores, I feel like. And that's sad, dude. Like, that really is sad because, like, people forget how great – I mean, obviously, this is before all of our times, but people forget how great he really was, man. <clears throat> hold yeah. on. Hold on. Baseball won't let you talk about him. Yeah, it's, it's bullshit. And they'll let you talk about Pete Rose all day, which is, like, I mean – Obviously, like, I mean, I don't think the Pete Rose scandal was that bad either, but at the same time, it's like... Well, the problem with the Pete Rose thing is they have evidence he cheated, 
Yeah, didn't I mean, cheat. he cheated. That he, he gambled cheat. on his team to win. I will talk about this later. They don't have evidence that he gambled on his team to lose. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Okay, that's interesting. Shoeless Joe Jackson was 32 when he was banned from baseball. He had six God. more great years left. At least. At his last, maybe even longer, Hold on. Dude. His last three years, his 30, 31, and 32 years, he hit 354, 351, and 382. Come on, man. Come on, man. This is absurd. Like, I don't want to hear this. Like, that is – that the MLB needs to rectify it. Obviously, no one from the MLB is listening to this, but – you they're know, not going, but they're not going to because all that does is bring up because everyone, most people, most average fans, either a don't know about the Black Sox yeah. scandal or b forgot about it, and that's how yeah. MLB wants to keep it because nobody wants to bring up anything about rigging sports events. Or in z this day wouldn't and age. give a shit in the first place. The dude had sixty-two point one WAR and a career three fifty-six batting average. God, badass. That's crazy, dude. Hit 375 in the series with no errors, but he threw it clearly. <laughs> but he threw it, yeah. He was one of the, the what, fuck out of here. That, uh, James, James, what else you got? Well, we have four and a half minutes. All righty, guys. As you can kind of tell, we got a little bit winded and too deep and too long talking about James Harden, the Spurs, and a whole bunch of other stuff. With that being said, we're going to split it up two parts. Tune in. We'll see you on the other side. Something. Oh